Glory to God. Isn't he good this morning? Praise God. Good morning. So blessed to be with you this morning. Praise God. And, uh, and this evening, hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm in the right place. At the right time. I belong here. I think you believe that this morning. Praise God. I, I, I see a group of people who have come on purpose at nine o'clock on Sunday morning, praise the Lord. And uh, I believe that God has a word for each and every one of us this morning, praise God. And in the next service, Kevin will be ministering in the next service, so if you're the, the type that wants to stick around, it's gonna be different in the next one. And then, uh, of course, tonight at six o'clock, we're believing tonight, uh, God is, well, we, we know he's gonna move, praise the Lord, but particularly with uh, healing and miracles in this evening service, and uh, where we just give him some space to move praise the Lord give him give him our attention on that area praise God and uh, but uh, this morning I believe God's gonna build us up amen. amen God's gonna build us up because that's what he's so good at praise God he's an encourager amen he's a helper Praise the Lord. You know when when Paul uh, wrote to the church he said not that we have dominion over your faith but we want to be helpers of your joy for by faith you stand, amen? He said, not that we have dominion over your faith, but we wanna be helpers of your joy, praise God. And Jesus said in John's Gospel, the 15th chapter, that it brings God joy when we bear much fruit. Amen? So helpers of our joy would also be helpers of God's joy, that we bear fruit, that we get results, that what we're preaching works for us. Amen. Glory to God. How many of you know we're not uh, theorists? <laughs> Amen. You know, in the world, you got conspiracy theorists, you know. I think we've had some faith theorists in the world where they just, they're just making up a bunch of stuff that they wish was true and it's not. Not for them. Amen. But we, we're, not, we're not subscribing to theories. Amen. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Brother Hagin made a definition of a theory. He used to love to say it. A theory is a supposition based upon ignorance of the subject under discussion. <laughs> and he was very proud of himself every time he said it, you know. And uh, so we're not theorists. We're believers. And what we're believers in is truth. Amen. Not a version of truth, not my truth, your truth. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, the life. Praise the Lord. So aren't you glad we have a standard to believe? And if we have a standard of truth, glory to God, then we can expect to receive results from truth. Praise God. And it works because it's God's God's way. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so uh, I invite you to go with me to John's gospel, the 15th chapter. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, uh, if you've ever been to a doctor, <laughs> and uh, I'm, not everybody has, but most people have. If you've ever been to a doctor, one of the first things they do is check your heart. <laughs> first thing they do is check your heart. Why? It's the most important thing going. Amen? If not for the heart, the rest of the body doesn't work. Amen? And so there's got to be a pulse. 
Glory to God. And it's no mistake that, of course, you know, uh, the Lord talks about the body of Christ being the body of Christ. And uh, so a lot of things are, go along. You know, you can correlate things, obviously, in the spirit and in the natural because God made it all. And he's such a master planner and such a master creator that we can learn so much even from the natural realm if we'll apply it properly. Amen? And so it's no wonder that the first thing the doctor checks is your heart because really spiritually that's the first place you ought to check. Amen? It's the first place you ought to check. As far as fruit goes, as far as results goes, what's the first place you normally check? <laughs> I'm amazed at how many of us don't check our heart first. We're checking what we've done. We've checked how many scriptures we've read, how many scriptures we've quoted. We've checked how much we've prayed, how much we've read, how much we've walked in love, all the things we do on the outside. But First Samuel, the 17th chapter, God said to Samuel, he said, uh, the Lord does not see the way man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance. Also, also man looks at behavior. Amen? But God looks at the heart. <laughs> God looks at the heart. And so uh, let's look at our heart today and check up on our own heart. It's very easy as you go along and as you mature in the Lord, it's very easy to get lazy in any area. Amen? You can get lazy in any relationship. <laughs> you know, the familiarity and all of that. And, you know, people lose passion in their relationships. They lose, you know, affection. And, and it's because they haven't paid attention. They're, they're looking at outward stuff. They, they let the outward things dictate how they feel about stuff. And they forget to check the heart. And so the same thing can happen in our relationship with the Lord, our fellowship with the Lord. We can get, because, of faith, because we're faith people, we can get real caught up in our responsibilities of faith and our authority. Amen. And then we can just take all the responsibility on ourselves. And we can say, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do, I'm, 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 I'm. But let's, let's check up on how we stay, maintain our connection of the heart here today. John's Gospel, the 15th chapter. Jesus said this. I am the true vine, verse 1, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you in that good news. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If we're going to bear fruit, we can't do it by ourselves. We can't just quote scripture. We can't just act on this thing. We can't just do the stuff and bear fruit. Because the only way to bear fruit is to be connected to the vine. <laughs> Amen. And not just from the standpoint of being born again, but in a loving, daily connection. Praise God. 
if you abide in me. Amen, that means living there. Living there, if you abide in me, you cannot bear fruit of yourself. And I've seen too many uh, Christians, uh, we were telling pastor this last evening, we got together and had a meal and, and uh, a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to uh, uh, do my first open air meeting in Africa with a, a great uh, Raymond brother, Christopher alum. And he does uh, crusades in Africa and Asia and Middle East. And uh, so I, I was able to go to one of his crusades. And he says, well, why don't you just preach for these two nights? And I was like, okay. Something I'd had in my heart for years, but had never done it. And I, I was kind of stewing over it to begin with because I said, Brother Christopher, I've said, I'm not used to speaking to unbelievers. I said, I'm used to speaking to unbelieving Christians. <laughs> Kevin and I have been in, in ministry together. We just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary last week. So the Methuselah reference works. <laughs> uh, but uh, we've been in ministry together 40 years and in our own traveling ministry for about 30 years. And so we, we minister like this in churches like this and we're in contact with people like all of us. And so these are the people we know. You're the people we know. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we, we're coming in contact with people all the time who like, I, 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 I'm standing on the word. I believe Jesus is my healer. I know what he said. And they're still not producing any fruit. There's no transformation. There's no change. They just believe it's supposed to be true. And yet they're not always having the results they believe belong to us. Maybe you're in this category. Maybe you've been a hit or miss at some point. But we need to be hidden. Because God cannot lie. Amen. And the enemy is relentless and he's unfair. <laughs> he does not play fair. And if you've had symptoms or if you've had issues, or if you, well, everybody's have issues. But whatever the opposition is, uh, many times because, once again, we take such personal responsibility when we know the faith message. And thank God we can approach God at any time. We're not waiting for him to initiate something. Come on. We can go to come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need. Glory to God. We're not waiting for some sovereign move. Come on. We can approach him all the time, anytime, on the basis of his word and his truth. Come on, amen? Amen. But at the same time, because of all that, if there's an opposition, many times we take the approach or the stance that I must have done something for this to come. I must have opened a door someplace because, come on, I know the word. <laughs> But friend, we're in the world. We're in this world. And because the devil doesn't play fair, he's a thief. And a thief does not need an open door. <laughs> he does not need an open door. He, I mean, an open door is easier, granted. But a thief doesn't go, oh, the door's locked. 
I guess this house is off limits. The door's locked. They know what they're doing. No. They'll break in anyway. He'll use whatever he can, and he will try to trick and dupe you, and he will try to keep the believer into thinking all, the whole time that something's coming against them that I did something. Instead of moving forward and taking that authority we know belongs to us, come on, knowing who we are in Christ and using it to our advantage and put him on the run. But I know too many word of faith believers who are blaming themselves for everything that's gone wrong. There's still an enemy out there. (laughs) Amen. If you abide in me, Jesus said, and my words abide in you. Notice what he goes on to say, verse 7. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. Not just fruit, much fruit. Much fruit. As in every time. Every time. Amen? Uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, a situation where it took you a little long to get over something. But you got over it. Yeah, you got a victory. You'll do better next time. If you look forward, if you keep thinking, well, all right, well, we got it. Now let's get another one. Come on, let's keep moving. Amen. Instead of going, man, that took too long. Oh, what's wrong with me? And you just you look inward and you forget that you're abiding in the vine. Amen. And his word is abiding in you. Come on. Amen. Uh, Jesus said, go with me to... Uh, uh, Proverbs, the fourth chapter. But Jesus said this. He said, uh, the first commandment is to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Amen? Love God with all your heart. (laughs) Heart's first. Amen? Heart is first. When Jesus said, abide in me, and my words abide in you, notice he said, abide in me. He didn't say, abide in the word. Abide in me, and my words abide in you. Jesus said to the, to the Pharisees, he said, uh, you know, you're, you search the scriptures because in them you think you find eternal life, but they all point to me. Yes. And you don't want me. Let's not make the mistake of thinking that the word printed replaces the word him. The reason the word printed works is because it's breathed from him. And the Bible says in Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the 12th verse, you know, the, the, the word of God is quick. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. I like to amplify it. It says the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. <laughs> the word that God speaks. Everybody say the word that God speaks. Praise God. The word that he speaks. The word that he speaks. That's how we need to, to treat this word. Not the word that we read. But the word that he speaks. That's, that's helping you to continue to abide in him and his words abide in you. Glory to God. Amen. 
He said, love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, all of you. (laughs) But starting in the heart. Again, if you go to the doctor, the first thing they check is your heart. Let's check up on our heart today. Praise God. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Again, a familiar portion of scripture, I'm sure. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. So this isn't just reading. Amen. So many times we've heard, I've had testimonies of people, again, who say, I know I'm healed. I know Jesus is my healer. And yet they have this glazed look over their face. I know I'm healed. Because it's the right thing to say. Because they know the word is true. It can't be false. But at the same time, there's no personal connection to it. There's no personal connection to it. My son, don't let them depart from my eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. In the midst of your heart. When you read the word, you ought to read it with the intention of doing it. Putting it into practice. Amen? Have any of you ever, uh, you know, you, you, uh, here's Christmas coming, you're putting some things together. Maybe, you know, you're buying something new that requires some assembly. <laughs> or uh, you get a new uh, uh, device of some kind, you know, and you read the manual. Anybody read manuals? Some do, some don't. <laughs> but isn't it interesting that you can read through something and like a new appliance or something, and then you get it and you go, now how do you do that again? Well, I read it. Don't I know it? Some people read the word that way. Well, by stripes, I see them. Well, then that's true. And then you get a symptom. What? Wait, what did that say again? <laughs> I, I thought it said by his stripes I was healed, but it sure doesn't look like it. How do you do this again? <laughs> Personal connection. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. <laughs> in your heart. That's when it's real to you. When he gets real to you things will begin to change. When he is real, he is real to you, things will begin to change. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. Notice it didn't say mind. Faith is not knowledge. Faith is trust. Faith is trust. Faith is not just knowing the word and believing that it's supposed to be true, but when he's real to you, then there's a trust issue. And trust is personal. Trust is a personal choice. Not everyone who reads the word really trusts God. We know we're supposed to. Come on. I I know who I'm talking to this morning. I'm not talking to to novice believers. 
Amen? I'm not talking to novice believers this morning. I think the majority of you, you've been, you've been walking with God for some time. You know what belongs to you. So when I say trust is a personal issue, you can probably look up on, on some situations or issues that you've had in your own life and know when you've trusted and when you haven't. It's not automatic. Amen? But when you abide in him, it can be more and more automatic. The Bible says that Sarah uh, counted him faithful, judged him faithful who promised. She trusted. She saw what God did for them over time and over experience and proved his faithfulness over and over and over again, and she received strength to conceive. She got results. She got fruit because she judged him faithful, not because she confessed what he said. You'll confess what he said if you judge him faithful. The Bible says we believe and therefore speak. Amen? It's not just the confession that brings it. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring all the issues of life. <laughs> all the issues of life. Keep your heart. Why? Because all the issues of life come out of this place. <laughs> every test, if you don't get anything else from this weekend, get this. Every test is a heart test. It's not a physical test. It's not a financial test. It's a heart test. It's a trust issue. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow all the issues of life. Proverbs, the 18th chapter, says it's the strong spirit of a man that will sustain him in bodily trouble. The strong spirit of a man, the heart will sustain you in bodily trouble. Amen. I know some strong Christians who if they had not been strong Christians would have been dead a long time ago just because of physical issues. Been there, done that. Amen. Amen would have killed lesser people. <laughs> but the natural body, physical issues, can't stand against a strong spirit. Amen. I was speaking with another pastor uh, in another state who had uh, a massive heart attack. And uh, he didn't even know he was having it. He was uh, on vacation with his wife and uh, was just having some, some pain and some fatigue and just, just felt extra, extra tired. Didn't really know what was going on. They finished their vacation and came home and he, th and he thought, I I'm just going to go to the doctor and check up. Well, of course, they checked his heart. And they said, you have had a massive heart attack and we need to get you in the hospital ASAP. So they did. They checked him in, ended up having 
a major bypass issue thing that he had have, so he had open heart surgery. And uh, I saw him maybe six to eight weeks after he was out, and uh, he said, he said, Annie, he said, people are telling me that I should, I should be feeling a lot better by now. He said, I'm just not satisfied. I, I just don't feel like I'm where I need to be. And he was a little frustrated. Because everybody says, well, at the timeline of all this stuff, you know, you should, you should already be feeling better. I said, Pastor, their, their standard is so low. <laughs> their standard of life is so low. Your standard of life is so high. <laughs> that what people call feeling good is not enough for us. <laughs> right? Right? I said, you're probably feeling exactly the way everybody else feels when they say they're doing really good. But you're so used to doing way better. Number one, that thing couldn't even kill you. It couldn't even kill you. So your standard of vitality is so high. Amen. And it was the truth. Glory to God. We're, just, we're used to a better standard of life. The strong spirit of a man. So what do we need to check up on first? Our spirit. Make sure our spirit is strong. Because we're living in a world, listen, where sickness has never had a louder voice. And I'm not just talking COVID. COVID has given uh, the enemy an entrance as never before to talk about all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease and make them commonplace. So we're equally exposed to all of this in the world, but we're not equally susceptible. But where do you look so that you're not equally susceptible? It's not going to be in your immune system naturally. It's going to be in your spiritual immune system. So you can sail through any opposition, any difficulty. But what's at stake is your heart. The enemy wants your trust. If he can pull your trust away from God, it's the same tactic he has used since the beginning of mankind. Did God really say this? Sure doesn't look that way. If he can get you to think on, picture, go down that scenario, go down that road, Come on, your mind is made to calculate things. Your mind is made to calculate opposition. But when you're in opposition, don't let your mind be the main player. Keep your heart with all diligence. Renew your mind with the word of God, but keep your heart. <laughs> keep it in the faith realm and you will win. Stay in the mental realm and you are about to lose. Or more apt to. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Go with me to Mark's gospel, the 11th chapter. Can't, can't come here without going to Mark 11. <laughs> we got to hit that sometime. Amen. 
Every interaction with God is a heart interaction. It's the only place he has to move in you. Even if it's your physical body, he's going to move through your heart. Out of it are all the issues of life. All the issues of life go through your heart. If he's going to heal your knees, he's going to go through your heart. That's right. If he's going to heal your pancreas, he's going to go through your heart. If he's going to heal a brain tumor, he's going to go through your heart. If he's going to heal diabetes, he's going to go through your heart. Amen. If you're going to receive in any area with God, it's going to be through your heart. So this is the area we have to check. This is the area we have to check. Praise God. Mark's gospel, the 11th chapter. Have faith in God, verse 22. For assuredly, I say to you, whosoever, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. (laughs) Thank you. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Interesting that Jesus put this huge statement in the middle of the saying. (laughs) The Lord dealt with Brother Hagin about this verse. Of course, many of you know. And, uh, but the Lord dealt with Brother Hagin and said, uh, in this verse, you'll find that the word say relative to the believer is there three times. And the word believe relative to the believer is just there one time. He says, you'll have to do three times as much preaching or teaching about the saying part in order for people to get it, in order for people to understand it. And at the beginning of his ministry, that was certainly true. Nobody knew anything about the saying part. Amen? But this is 70-some years later. (laughs) We've done a whole lot of preaching and teaching about the saying part. But let me remind you, the saying part is the saying part. He didn't say you'll have to do three times as much saying as believing. He says you'll have to do three times as much teaching or preaching about the saying part. Believing and saying are equal parts, always. With the heart man believes, with the mouth confession is made. Not with the heart man believes and three times as much saying in the heart, then then you get it. So what I'm saying is, it's not in all of our saying that we get it. It's in believing and speaking. Believing and speaking. Have we checked up on our believing? (laughs) Or are we only checking up on our saying? Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, believe trust personal it's a personal choice trust is a personal thing with God that's why he said without faith it's impossible to please him why without trust without trust just substitute the word trust there without trust it's impossible to please him you you can have a relationship with somebody and them not trust you how do you have an ongoing fellowship with someone who doesn't trust you 
any relationship. If somebody doesn't trust you, it's the most frustrating thing. What, how can I convince you? You can't if there's no trust. No matter what I say, if there's no trust, no matter what I say, it's not going to make a difference. So all the studying, all the confessing, all the reading, if you don't trust, it still doesn't make a difference in your life. <laughs> so does not doubt in his heart. Now, we've, we've, we've said it. It's been said. We've said it. It's true that you can have doubt in your head and still have faith in your heart. While that's true, listen carefully. At what expense? And by that I mean to people of faith, why have any doubt anywhere? It does you no good. <laughs> it gets you nowhere, head or heart. And the reason I say that is because most people don't even make the di distinction between their head and their heart. And so if they think it's in their head, usually it's in their heart. Also. Because they haven't taken their thoughts captive and made them obedient to Christ. They think that having doubt in their heads is okay because it's not in my heart. But if you're letting those thoughts dog you, doubt, 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 guess where it really is? In your heart. If it's a thought, take it captive. Make it obedient. It takes a little effort. <laughs> yes, it does. Especially if you're under the gun. Especially if you're in the battle. Because the thoughts are rampant in the battle. Go with me to James, first chapter. Helpers of your joy today. <laughs> Helpers of your joy today. Because I know who I'm, again, I know who I'm talking to this morning. This is easy to put into practice. Amen? This is no difficult task this morning. This is just a checkup. Amen. Just a checkup. Glory to God. <laughs> One that will help you in the long run. Glory to God. James, the first chapter. Verse 2. My brethren... Count it all joy when you fall or when you come upon. Uh, you know, it really literally means when you come upon. Fall sounds like you made a mistake. Not necessarily that you made a mistake. You just came upon something. It's in the world. When you fall into various trials, knowing. Why can you count something joy? Because you know something. Knowing that the testing of your, what? Faith. Of your faith. Every test is a heart test. You could say it this way, knowing that the testing of your heart 
produces something. The testing of your trust will produce something. Glory to God. The testing of your heart produces something. Produces patience. We've come to find out that word patience means cheerful endurance. Not just endurance. (laughs) There's a whole message right there. Count it all joy. (laughs) Amen. I don't think we have to talk about joy in this church. But anyway... But let patience or cheerful endurance have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That means you've got fruit. You've got fruit. And if any of you lacks wisdom, we're still talking about in the trial here. In the middle of the trial, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind, for let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Notice he's first talking to brethren here. And he's talking to double-minded brethren, what I call unbelieving Christians. (laughs) It's not really a matter of more faith, it's a matter of less unbelief. We're always looking for more faith. It's really a matter of, of eliminating unbelief. Check your heart. Did you believe? Well, not really. I went down that other road. My mind took me, a symptom came, my mind took me to the, to the, you know, well, this is the way it's going to go the next few days, and this, and I got a plan for this now, and I got to take off work, and I got to make plans for this, and I, and I can't do this anymore, and I can't do that, and and this is, uh, and go get in bed. Jesus, you're my healer. You going to fight or not? I mean, we'll be perfectly transparent with you. I was fighting the other night on the floor. <laughs> I fought the other night on my bathroom floor. I'm a faith person. Yes, I am, and I overcame. Yes, Glory to God. Yes, Amen. I overcame. I had to take captive every thought. I got plans coming up. We got a weekend service coming up. We got meetings coming up. I I can't stop. I got to keep going. And my head would go, you're not going to do this now. You're not going to do this now. You're not going to do this now. Maybe Kevin can just go this weekend. I'm I'm like, what? What? We don't do that. We don't do that. That's not how we live. That's not how, but my head kept going there. And I'm a grown up. I'm a grown-up Christian. We all have to deal with thoughts. Quit kicking yourself that you had the thoughts. Take them captive. Make them work for you. (laughs) 
Check your heart. Your heart knows. And your heart ultimately trusts him. Go there. Go there. Trust him. Go on the edge. Amen? (laughs) Again, I'll be honest with you. I don't like having to tell all my business. But I was lying on our tile bathroom floor and it felt so good and cold. Because I was sweating up a storm. Some stupid little bug. And uh, I'm lying there going, okay, Jesus, here we are. Here we are. If I could see you with my natural eyes right now, you'd be touching me. Healing my body. Oh, I see you touching me right now. I see it. I see it. I see it. And my mind's going, no, you're going to have to plan on now. You can't do this thing. I'm in. (laughs) I'm going, no, out loud. No. (laughs) Why? I trust you. I'm not laying down on some idiot little tummy bug. There are greater battles to fight. I'm not giving in on this little thing. And then later something else tries to come and go, oh, well, I, you know, I never get it anyway. I'm just, you know, I'm just weak. I'm just, no, you're not. Not on the inside. Come on, let your insides dictate. Let your heart be your heart. Let your heart do what it's supposed to do. It trusts God. Every test is a heart test. Do I trust him right now? You got a bill coming due? It's one of those, it's like, I don't know, it's iffy, it's, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a deadline thing, this is a, you know. Where could I get it? Could I get it from here? Could I get another loan over here? Could I get And your head's going, how can I get access to this money? Stop. Check your heart. Check your heart first. This is a heart test. Wait a second. I trust. I trust him. He tells me the truth. Get it back in the heart realm. And now you're on the victory side already. You eliminate that double-mindedness. Check your, this is a heart test. Oh, I trust him. I've always trusted him. I trust him in this too. And start your mind on a new scenario. Change the channel. And start with your thoughts going God's ways. God's thoughts. Hallelujah. And begin then, then you believe and speak. Now you've got something to work with. Now he's got something to work with. And you're back on track. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say every test is a heart test. My heart is strong. You believe it today? Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 If you will keep this attitude and this thought and keep this in your heart, the next time something sticks its head up, check your heart. Think pulse. (laughs) 
Where's my spiritual pulse right now? How strong am I right now? Wait a second, this is a trust issue. The enemy's after my brain and my mind and my thoughts and my trust, but my trust is in him. I know in whom I have believed and he is able to keep me. Glory to God, I'm keeping my heart with all diligence for out of it are all the issues of life, all the issues of life, everything that comes against you because things are gonna keep coming. Make no mistake, but they don't have to stay long. They can come and go like that. They don't have to stay a day. They don't have to stay an hour. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Because you know it's a trust issue. You turn your trust on God, then turn your, your, your mouth on. Right? Going in line with him, and you will sail. You will begin to sail through again every opposition. If you've lost any traction in the last months, maybe this last couple years, maybe over some period of time, if you feel like you've lost traction where you once seemed to have more results, you seem to have lost traction, check your heart. Check your trust. Get out of just the mental assent that things ought to be some way and put it back in the trust lane where it's you and him, and now there's no measure for doubt. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Pastor. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Say this with me like David said. Say, my expectation is from him and from him alone. Amen. Say it one more time. My expectation is from him and from him alone. Teresa's going to come up on this side of me over here. If you want prayer for any reason, we don't want to, you know, not give the first service an opportunity that if you need prayer, you want prayer, you're not born again. I think everybody. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember... Our pastor's vision is this, we grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.